0: i Welcome to Fave This, a new show about fandom, internet culture, and the unusual things people do in video games. This is your host, Patricia Hernandez, and I'm joined by my lovely co-host, Gita Jackson. Hey, it's me. I'm Gita. Today we want to talk about Destiny 2, because uh, you and I are both playing it, and I think we're playing it kind of differently. Um, and before we jump into it, I really want to apologize in advance, because I'm going to sound like a total meathead during this podcast, but I think sometimes being honest about the ways that we play games can be super embarrassing um so here's my confession i've put like dozens of hours into destiny 2 and i don't really know what's what's going on and i refuse to read any of the lore uh you on the other hand have been diving really deep into the lore of of destiny 2 right yeah, so I
1: know a lot of people that really, really liked des- the first Destiny and got into it because they thought the lore was really interesting. So before I started playing, I watched this 90-minute video that I think Jason posted Holy about shit. on Kotaku. Yeah, yeah the 90-minute video about what actually happened in de- the first Destiny and all of its expansions. And it I still don't really know what happened in that game, but... <laughs> there's like a bunch of really good like places and villain names and i think like the taken king stuff is really interesting but it's stuff that's all buried in like gun descriptions and shit like that you know or like on the grimoire card thing they were doing where you had to look up you know a lore code on an app and then you could read the lore it was really weird and dumb
0: well yeah i think that was that's part of why i i feel like the first game primed me to not care about that kind of stuff because i just i got used to skipping it because i was just like i'm not gonna go read a an external website to understand what's happening in this game you know
1: yeah i i mean i Used to sort of make fun of Destiny lore because it seemed really dumb and like very video gamey. And I have been surprised by how much I like it now, specifically because it's dumb and video gamey. It's like if you gave a bunch of writers, like I'm pretty sure this is actually what happened. Like if you told a bunch of writers, hey, we like don't know how much money there is in the project for you guys. So if you really want to write something, you better like put it in the project now. And like they were all, they all decided to just be incredibly extra. That's what. <laughs> <laughs> the plot of this game is.
0: Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, like, I think I got the broad strokes in the first game. Like, I understood the concept of light and, like, how that made it possible for guardians, which are the characters that you play, for them to survive. Uh, and I got that there was a traveler that protected humanity, and also that there was a wizard on the moon, apparently. like, that, you know, I, I feel like that's the bulk of what I understood from, from the first game. And I feel like the same thing kind of happened in Destiny 2, like... I can tell that the story is better this time around because it, A, it, like, tells you more of it. I feel like it seems, like, more fast-paced and punchy and kind of, like, that action movie uh, sort of deal. But I'm still kind of tuning out. Like, if I were to recant, like, do you want to hear what I think is happening in Destiny 2? having Having paid zero attention to any of the dialogue, really, or, like, any of the lore? Listen, I was checking my phone during
1: the final cutscene last night. <laughs> I, was, I was just straight up looking at my phone. You know, I—it's silly. I think I find it enjoyable because it's very popcorny. But mm-hmm. if you don't really care about it at all, I definitely want to hear about what you are, assume is happening in the game.
0: Okay, so there's this dude named Gaul, and he came over and he fucked everything up, and he's mad that the traveler that the traveler won't pop that pussy for him, and then. <laughs> There's a cool hawk woman, and there's just an AI, and you save the day. That's the only thing that I know that is happening in Destiny 2. Broad strokes, I think you got it.
1: (laughs) He is, like, basically what Gal wants is for the Traveler to pop that pussy for him. So, like, that's essentially he is super duper mad that, like, Traveler is giving the light to everybody but him. And he really wants to get with the traveler. So he, like, he kidnaps it mm-hmm. and then tries to destroy it and then has a temper Which, tantrum. Which a constant you know.
0: because I feel it's like a literal giant orb. How did he move it? I'm sure the story know. explains this, and there's probably even just a barely. That I, I'm sure there's a cutscene that shows you exactly how he moves it, but I'm still like, what the fuck? That thing was big. How did <laughs> you move it? <laughs> No, there's definitely like, there was like a line of dialogue,
1: but like everything, all the explanations in Destiny, even in like the improved, uh you know, thing of Destiny 2, it's, the level of dialogue really is there's a wizard that lives on the moon. Like always there's just like more dumb bullshit that they throw at you because it sounds fun but doesn't mean, mean anything. Mm-hmm. And I just like that the, this game is kind of honest about what it's trying to do. It's not trying to be fake deep, you know, like right. there's a lot of video games. I think a lot of... Triple A narrative games, especially, um, really want to make a player feel something. And instead mm-hmm. of, I think, imbuing their mechanics with uh, something that is emotive, they add sort of kind of like fake deep themes into mm-hmm. their narratives. Like, I think the biggest example of this is Bioshock Infinite, where it it's trying to you know capital letters say something but doesn't know what it wants to say so it kind of just throws a bunch of mature sounding themes at you and destiny doesn't give a shit about any of that it just wants to make you feel incredibly powerful while you shoot things in the head Mm -hmm. and that is what i'm getting out of destiny but also deep in the lore there's like some incredible incredible shit
0: yeah i think it's just it's hard for me to give a shit as to like why i'm there because like truthfully i'm mostly there for the shooting because that feels good and i get to play with my friends otherwise i'm just like there's a giant orb in the sky and we all venerate it i don't really need to know more it's just all i need to know is orb (laughs) yes i'll praise the orb yeah yeah no i mean
1: that's fine it's a really fun game to play with your friends i had a huge a huge amount of fun doing some missions with my friends and i'm very happy to have joined future war cult and you know oh, man
0: do some strikes i joined that new monarchy because the armor looks good and because i don't read the lore i apparently doomed myself to join the cult that is basically space trump yeah you no joined idea. the
1: neo-reactionary cult i'm sorry <laughs> like so this is what happens the- <laughs>
0: when you don't read the lore <laughs> yeah,
1: you accidentally become alt right yeah oh shit <laughs> Oh, uh, fuck me. I joined Future War Cult, which is also like, you're all right, I'm like the neocons. Hmm. I'm just people who are obsessed with war and are constantly preparing for war and are very proud when they're right about a war happening. But I really wanted to join uh, the the dead orbit. Yeah, because everyone's like, space goth, space yeah, But it's voiced by Peter Stramar, and that's incredible. <laughs>
0: Well, that's that was, so Space Oracle was my second choice, and I almost joined it just because of the uh, voice actor, but then I yeah. was like, no, I really like this armor. But yeah, like, back to your point about um, how shooters handle stories, like, I feel like more often than not, when I pay attention, they just kind of disappoint me, like, it's it's just... It seems like a design issue, like, it's just so hard to string along a good story over the course of hours, often very difficult to, like, justify why you have to be shooting something, like, non-stop, just to pet out a game, to say that you have 8 to 10 to 20 to 30, 40 hours, or whatever. And so, like, a lot of times, like, the second that you examine a lot of games like that, they fall apart, and, like, all you see is their, like, kind of video gaminess... And I think it's really interesting that a game like Overwatch, for example, has a really fantastic world and, like, fantastic characters, but it's, like, so divorced from what you actually play. Like, it's stuff yeah. you read online or it's stuff that you watch, and it provides kind of, like, a vague flavor for um, the maps and, like, sometimes the events, but that's it. Like, Yeah, I think I fell off
1: hard from Destiny because of that disconnect. Here, I feel like the lore is a little bit more connected, just enough so that I don't feel like... Um, I do my shooting in one section and then my fanfic in the other, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like at least in this game, my shooting and my shipping theories are slightly more interrelated. Whereas, you know, there's a bunch of great characters in Overwatch, and I think the animations and skins really bring them to life, but it's also, like... Literally, you could just play Overwatch, and they could all just be a bunch of different like blank skeletons. You know, like I mean, it just feels sick. very. I mean, that would be tight. <laughs> but I would play. I would play the skeleton shooter. Mm-hmm. Um, but it it feels like sometimes for all of the personality it's a little bit soulless because none of that narrative makes it into the game. And that Mm -hmm. might just be my preference for narrative games. Mm
0: -hmm. I'm not like a
1: multiplayer game person. Destiny is the second one I've really gotten into. I was about to say first, but I really love Splatoon. Mm -hmm. So, but it's, um, I do feel feel like like that's
0: a good example of a game that like really marries the lore and uh, the endless shooting. Yeah. Uh, Because it's, you're just doing, you're like kids that are in this perpetual propaganda machine, right? Like, the point is endless war.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I love how dark that game is, secretly. Um, (laughs) And, but it is hard, I think, especially for shooters. Because the point of shooters and, like, the reason why Bungie is the company that it is, is... They made a series of games where they perfected the art of feeling good when you get a headshot. Mm-hmm. And, like, that is something that is... That's where Destiny sings. Like, the
0: best part of Destiny, really, is the shooting. It's so good that yeah, it's like, made, there's yeah. this one... And I wish I could tell you which enemy it is, but again, because I don't read the fucking lore. When you shoot their head off, it, like like steam kind of comes out of their yeah. neck and it kind of yeah. sounds like a you're like letting go of a pressure valve or something. I love when really the Taken,
1: good. who are the ones that have the the black like formless goo that have the, the glowing eyes, those ones. Mm-hmm. I love when you shoot them and they like implode into themselves. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Um, and yeah, the ones where you shoot, where the Fallen, where... Um, you can see their fucking soul leave their body, like a ghost comes out <laughs> the when you headshot them. Video it's amazing. Yeah. Shoot the soul out of this enemy. I know, I They're know. So but are like, dead. I, like, never felt so powerful the first time I saw that. I was like, is this what having a dick is like?
0: Because <laughs> <laughs> this is amazing. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, like, in the case of Destiny, I just kind of refused to stop and read the lore, like... I know it's there, and I know that I can push a button to read it, and like every gun literally has like at least a paragraph attached to it. But I just kind of feel like the game hasn't earned that time for me, like, don't get me wrong, like, I'll spend a lot of time reading the codex on shit like Dragon Age, and I love it, and Bioware is really good at like building a world. But I think like the game itself lured me into it, like kind of gave me a reason to care, like I'd meet a mage, and they'd be in a tough situation, they'd be written really well, and I'd go, huh. And then I'd see that there would be, like, more to dig in, into the codex, so I'd get lost in that. Whereas, like, in Destiny, I feel like most of the story is just literal, literally disembodied voices that talk at you while you explore these alien lands. It doesn't make me care. Uh, although, yeah, like, I'm told that the, the lore is really good, and I think it's funny because... Bungie is really good at kind of, like, just evoking a general feeling. Like, they name things in a really distinct way. You're fighting stuff like The Fallen,
1: yeah. which is
0: really, which has, it's a really striking, like, enemy name. Um, And the game is full of stuff like that. Like, it just all sounds
1: extremely important. Yeah, like, one of the faction names is Dead Orbit, which yeah. is so evocative.
0: Yeah. It, like, it almost sounds, like, religious, like... But it all and like important, but it also just mm-hmm. sounds like complete fucking nonsense. Like, am I yeah. crazy?
1: <laughs> no, I think you're totally right, and I think that's why people don't actually like the the real secret of destiny lore. And what I like about it is that the good shit is like buried. It's buried. You have to actually really fucking look for it. Like, I what I would give for someone to just do something. I'm pitching a post <laughs> to myself right now, which is I wish someone would just. Find all the best stories that are hidden across like six different lore entries and just put them in a post and be like, now you don't have to look through like different wikis to understand mm-hmm. what the fuck went on. Like, apparently, the story of the Taken King, which is the final, I think the final expansion in the last game. I don't know. I didn't mm-hmm. play it. Um, is about three sisters who, uh, are they? They were heirs to the throne, and the throne was taken from them. And they had they went and searched into deep space to find a power that would allow them to take back the throne. And like they were found this ancient, like n- not evil but malevolent force that possessed them. These like mind eating worms that forced them to always follow their most primal instinct, and it turned one of the sisters into the Taken King, like, physically transformed her into a man.
0: Wasn't that man. the whole thing? Yeah, it's so I was cool. about to say about how there was this whole thing about how one of the major characters was, like, trans or something.
1: Yeah, it's, like, not quite a trans narrative, but it is this thing where... Like, we are so far in the future and so deep into space that we are beyond gender, which mm-hmm. is, I think that is also space a really... Space gender. Ap- yeah. Basically, we are at space gender. And, like, it, it's just, like, that's a really neat story, but in order to find that, there's, like, a YouTube channel. My name is Biff or something. B-Y-F. Mm-hmm. I always say it, Biff in my head, and then he says his own channel name on his channel, and it's pronounced differently, and I have no idea what it is. Beef. But, like beef he's the guy that did the 90 minute video like this is the only way you can find these like stories is other people putting them together for you because Bungie's just not going to do it and they're not going to put them in the games like there's Mm -hmm. a bunch of cool stuff i was telling you before there's a great so future war called the the faction i joined was founded by a, a lesbian one half of a lesbian couple who've discovered that they were in a 144 different um like simulated universes by the Vax where they, to the point where they didn't know whether or not they were a simulation. And I you the said course- to the
0: point that they didn't know whether or not they were lesbian. No, they
1: definitely knew they were lost. Like <laughs> it's one very across like...
0: all timelines.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um so they as they were leaving like this is the reason why um they they caused the collapse, which is the reason why all uh or the great disaster, one of those really dumb place names, but it's the reason why Exos can't remember anything of their human lives. And also, uh, as they were leaving Maya Sundara, she was this woman who founded the Future War Cult, she put herself in the body of an Exo to try to leave the simulation, and she's probably the Exo stranger from the first game. And this is shit that, like, you will never find out unless you really go looking for I'm it. I'm learning but, so much right now. So yeah. the robots
0: used to be humans? Yes,
1: the robots, and this is also buried in lore. There was a transhumanist movement on the former Earth. So they uh, eventually had to repurpose those robots into war machines. But basically it's implied in one of the lore entries that you're never going to see and never going to read that um, originally they were just built by some person that wanted to probably live forever. Hmm. And, you know, eventually the factories taking over were taken over because there was a big war. Um, But... The original purpose was to create bodies that would last forever, uh, which is why they're gendered,
0: <laughs> See, I, I guess. I feel like there's the world is interesting enough that I would play the hell out of like a more traditional uh, RPG. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but I feel like all the characters is, like, that wasted. exist
1: now, you know, in the game. Right. Like, Tell me anything about Akora can you uh <laughs> <laughs> like, right yeah. like basically the only character i think that's fiz- like actually in the game right now that has any personality is uh kate 6 and that's only because he's nathan villian
0: mm. yeah although i feel like nathan villian plays the exact same character in, like everything that he's in that he's like yeah. just a stereotype of himself but okay yeah. so what was it that sparked you or, like, enticed you to jump into the lore? Because from my end, it almost seemed like you took a huge interest in Destiny 2 lore because you wanted to answer one question, and that question was, does Cade 6 fuck? <laughs> God damn it! I, you called me out. I knew I was
1: going to talk about it, but I didn't know it was going to be like that. <laughs> so, okay. that I was already kind of sort of, like, looking into the lore because... I was interested in, and I'd watch that ninety-minute video, and I was like, "Okay, I need to get some things cleared up." But um, I, I posted on Twitter one day, "Do the robots in Destiny fuck?" and I got some really interesting answers, and some people gave me some like proper, you know, proper names that I had was able to Google and look up, and that's when I really started going down the rabbit hole. And let me tell you. EXO's fuck and I have proof <laughs> I know <laughs> proof. there was a couple um, so there's a character named Eris Morn who I think is from another one of the expansions and she was part of a strike team in the far past that all died horribly and there's uh, very few accounts of their lives but one of them is for what is her name uh, Arius 3 I think something like that mm-hmm. um, she, Arius 3 let me look uh, Ariana 3 Ariana 3 was in a relationship with one of the other members of the strike team. And you can tell because in one of her journal entries, uh, there's, a, I think, a grimoire card uh, or something about her where she talks about meeting her partner for the first time. And it's, like, extremely romantic. And Hmm. her partner is not an exo. We don't know if they're awoken or human, but they are definitely, definitely not an exo. So... At the very least, exos have relationships, but if you're putting human heads in robot bodies, they don't stop wanting to have sex. <laughs> you're like, I have this on good authority. <laughs> I'm just, I mean, I'm just spitballing here. i am If you put my head in a robot body, I would be, I guess, disappointed, but I wouldn't stop having a sexual urge. Well, I guess...
0: Yeah, thinking it through, it's possible that robots would consider sex a different thing, right? Like, yeah. what intimacy means for them might be different. They might develop a different concept of 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 what sex means in that case.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they have hands. <laughs> That's not like they can't work it out. You know, there's Sorry. there's electricity. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think Probably if... Exos feel pain is the other thing. We know for a fact exos feel pain. Yeah, why would they only uh, Why would they program- only feel... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, that doesn't make sense. Why would you program something to feel pain but not pleasure? And if you feel pleasure, you will find ways to seek out more extreme versions of pleasure. And uh, maybe it's different for exos to have sex, but they definitely have sex. <laughs> and they definitely form relationships with non uh, non-exos. So hmm. I'm just saying... I'm just K-fucks. saying, Bungie,
0: where is my Cade dating sim, my EXO dating sim? Where
1: is at least the fucky Cade 6 fan art? I've been trying to find the Destiny fandom, and, like, y'all are not around. It's really upsetting. Um, the game, like, it's unlike uh, Mass Effect and Dragon Age. Uh, even though there's a bunch of characters that I know that people find attractive in Destiny, there's just not that part of fandom that yeah. is writing fanfic so, and stuff.
0: The thing about... So... I played the very first Destiny before it was out, and I wrote a a preview that was like, I played 45 minutes of Destiny and I thought it was boring. And I think some parts of my critique at the time still feel true to me in that, like, how do I explain this? It feels like on a fundamental level, Destiny lacks the sort of personality that people will latch onto. Like... Yeah. Um, I think of a character like Caden like yeah he's you know he's funny he has personality but I don't feel like attached to him he doesn't yeah. feel he doesn't feel like a c- character per se
1: yeah I definitely agree even though I, I like this game and I'm getting attached to some of the dynamics in it I think that the actual characters that show up I could take him or leave him. Like mm-hmm. I, I don't really give a shit about the dynamic between Zavala and Kate, even though they've set up this sort of punchy mentor mentee thing. I like really don't care at all. Like every time Amanda Holiday shows up, I kind of want
0: her to stop talking, which is like not <laughs> like, like a good thing to feel. I feel bad because I'm not saying the game is badly written or even that it ha- like I'm just saying that the game that the characters feel kind of flat. Yeah, like, I don't know, there's feel... there's just something, like, weirdly generic about the world of Destiny. Yeah. And it can and... have good stories in it, but, like, even so, it's not, like, a story that I will, like, kind of keep thinking about later or anything like that, you know? Yeah. It doesn't stick with me, and it doesn't,
1: I mean, really, take Dragon Age, for example. Like, you mm-hmm. remember, I have had heated, heated arguments about Solas, mm-hmm. you know? Like, I remember the first time I realized, like, how much I hated that character, I don't feel any measure of emotion that deep for any of the characters in Destiny. Like Solus, I don't even fucking like. I think he's a huge piece of shit. Mm-hmm. But but he evokes just, that
0: emotion from you. Yeah, right? he like, gets
1: something from me.
0: Yeah.
1: And Destiny, I think everything's really shallow because I I thought this. Okay, I was thinking this is the very last mission. I finished the campaign last night. I've been busy like packing up for a move, so I haven't had time to play very much. Um, but I finally finished the campaign. And I was thinking there's a scene right near the end where it's just so transparent what the the game is trying to do, what it's trying to make you feel, where you go through the city and, you know, you meet up with uh, Ikora uh, Ikora and Zavala and Cade Mm -hmm. and they've just gotten out of a big shootout and you watch them and they're like, they've set up the the teleportation thing to take them to the traveler, but they say, oh no, oh, we can't make the jump, you have to do it. (laughs) And I'm just like literally there's no reason why they couldn't make it that that, that, all this is for the only reason why this is happening is so that the player can feel like a a hero and it's really really good at that but it's not good at anything else
0: or even stuff like spoil this is spoilers so if you have not finished the game stop listening for the next 30 seconds (laughs) um at the end, when the traveler kind of gets like ravaged or whatever, I I was just like, okay, I I don't care. Like this is the central, yeah. the most important part of the story, and I was just like, oh okay, that happened, you know. And but I also feel bad because I'm not I am not trying to say Destiny is a bad game. I like it. I wish I were playing it right now, but I'm in the middle of a big review game. Um, but the the world itself and the characters are definitely not why I'm playing personally.
1: Yeah. I mean, I definitely am playing, I'm trying to level up my character so I can hopefully go on a raid soon, and I like oh, yeah, playing, same. and like, yeah, I would really want to try that Leviathan raid, it looks crazy. Um, and I want to, you know, I really like finding gear and, you know, leveling up my gear and all that stuff. I I enjoy the gameplay aspects, but the lore that I like really exists outside of the game. It's like... If they wrote a series of novels that took place in the Destiny universe I would fucking read it. Like mm-hmm. it would be very good reading for the subway. It's not that deep but I think there is so much potential and interest in the stuff that they put in the games that's
0: not actually in the games. Yeah, I mean even if when you look at the stuff that you like it seems like it's less of what's actually in the game than like what it makes you think of, like the whole "do robots fuck" thing, and then you yeah. look into like the character what characters have said about X and what characters have said about Y. But like the game itself doesn't ex- doesn't really explore the interesting question of do robots fuck. That's oh, no. that's you posing that question, trying yeah. to make something fun out of. Yeah, and like
1: looking through the collection of random scattered lore posts that someone else has put together for the fans because it's just not going to be available in a a coherent form ever. That's just not Mm -hmm. the point of Destiny. The point of Destiny is to shoot good. Mm -hmm. And it's a good shoot. It shoots (laughs) real good.
0: Yeah, so... I think that's probably why we don't see the same sort of fandom for Destiny as we do, like, a game like Overwatch. And that's okay, you know? There are yeah. plenty of, like, extremely hardcore Destiny fans. But I think they're more about, like, getting good loot or, like, you know, yeah. having fun with their friends. And they are about the characters. Yeah, there's definitely it's
1: a, a lot of, you know, gun comparison videos that I struggle to pay attention to. It's like I mostly just pick things that feel good to shoot and mm-hmm. like that's just my judgment entirely. Like I'll just go through all the things that I've opened from engrams and be like this one feels the best like just on a tactile sense and the numbers are the biggest so I like this gun now.
0: <laughs> yeah. 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 Um okay, so we have a reader question for this week. Ooh. Uh, this comes from Sylvia, and she asks, which games, if any, help ground or chill you after a scary news cycle?
1: Yeah, so that's real. <laughs> um, I don't know. Let me see. I-, I always have a couple of iPhone games that I use to calm down. Like, I've had a pretty stressful month, so I've been playing a lot of... Do- um, Was it Dots and... Two Dots or Dots and Co.? Mm-hmm. Um, And I... I always play it because I—it's you just make squares out of dots and you don't have to think about anything mm-hmm. and it's great. Um, but I also, there's a couple of games that really just zone me out to the point where I can't think about anything other than playing them and that, like, the number one is Thumper. Where, like, you can't think about anything but Thumper when you play Thumper. Mm-hmm. And it's a terrifying game, but it also completely takes me out of reality. So, it helps. It does help.
0: Yeah, I feel like I don't have any, like, go-to games. I honestly just pick a game that I, like, I've been playing a little bit of everything uh, lately. And if the game is good, it'll make me stop thinking about whatever's going on. But I, I also just feel like, I don't know, man. I just If I really need to disconnect, I'm just like, I'm taking a fucking nap right now. Like, fuck the world. This is what's happening. Or, I don't know. I smoke weed. I don't, really play ga- I don't really play games for
1: that. I guess. Yeah, I mean, I do the same thing usually. If I need to de stress, that's when I call up a friend and I'm like, "Yo, let's go to the bar." Like, so I just need to like not be
0: thinking right well, now. Yeah, I'll just like I'll go out and I'll try to disconnect from the internet because I think what mainly gets me is that it's very easy to slip into this mode where you're constantly like refreshing news sites, constantly refreshing Twitter, and so then it's. At that point, it doesn't even become like there's a torrent of bad news. It becomes there's a torrent of bad news, and here are a million takes on on why you should feel bad and why it's worse than you even think and so you just I feel like the you just kind of start going down the drain like mentally because it's like not enough the impact of whatever bad news you're getting. It's like just constantly being reminded of it and like constantly feeling bad if you're not actively thinking about it so i think anything that can just kind of take me away from the computer for brief amounts of time yeah whether that's hanging out with a friend or having a drink or like going to the park or anything like that anything that makes me feel like i'm outside of what i usually experience i feel like is really good for my mind
1: yeah I mean, our answers are gonna be a little bit different also because we spend so much time playing games for work. So sometimes when I just want to check something out, it does feel like I'm secretly doing work when I right. shouldn't be. um and but i I do you know i I do feel like the need to disconnect when things are just really stressful in the news. and part of sometimes that is playing, you know. It's like six hours straight of Dragon Age for the second time,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, but a lot of the time, yeah, it that always is, feels yeah. so
0: indulgent when I replay yeah. a game. But yeah, yeah, sorry.
1: that is all, That is one thing I think that does like I really feel relaxing. Where I'm like, you know what? I already know that I like this, so I'm just gonna play this again. Yeah, uh, especially when I dive back into old JRPGs that I know are gonna take forever, but I have like a save file from the exact point where they stop introducing you to
0: how the game works. <laughs> <laughs> oh um, man, I should do that for Persona.
1: Yeah, seriously, it it really really helps if you just get a save file to uh, right to the point where they've unlocked most of the things, mm-hmm. so you don't have to play another ninety minute like opening sequence. Yeah, uh, but yeah, like I think for a lot, for a while it was Dragon Age. For a while, I definitely during the election cycle I was definitely playing. Just I would like look at a news article and then fire up Dragon Age because <laughs> so mm-hmm. I was just like I'm deep in this romance and it's replacing real human interaction
0: right now but that's how i'm gonna
1: do it but now that i'm yeah
0: i kind of want to replay dragon age inquisition but it's so hard for me to justify because it's like literally like an 80 hour game i didn't play any of the dlc and i hear that's like where they really uh bring the story to like new places and it's interesting but the final dlc is really cool Mm.
1: i will say and it's short it's a short one um, and you kind of only have to, in my opinion, you only have to play that one, but hmm. it, if he didn't like Solus before, get ready. <laughs> a lot of stuff happens with him. Um, but yeah, it is hard to justify now doing play. If I'm going to be playing a game, it should probably be something that I could possibly write about. So it's hard to just play games because I want to right now. Hmm. Um, so I my, my choice always when I need to decompress is, you know, right now I live with a bunch of people and soon I'll be living with some friends and usually my my answer is to like knock on someone's door and be like, hey, do you want
0: to hang out and watch cartoons mm-hmm. and do that instead? Yeah, I, and I mean, there, there are certainly games that I play that are like more relaxing than other ones, like Sardew Valley, uh what's it called? Not Assassin's Creed. uh. Assassin's Creed really isn't in there.
1: Animal, Animal, Animal Crossing. Animal Crossing. Yes. Animal Crossing.
0: Patricia. <laughs> I was thinking AC. AC. Yeah. Assassin's
1: yeah, okay, Creed. True. Okay. No. <laughs> um. Animal Crossing, yeah, that does help. Because also you can pick up Animal Crossing at any time, and it's always there
0: and always happy. My problem with Animal Crossing is, so I wanted to make that my, like, relaxation game, but I've noticed that I always want to relax at, like... I don't know, 12 a.m. when everything is asleep and I just visit my town and then feel bad because <laughs> nothing is, I can't, can't do anything them. anymore. Yeah.
1: Okay, in the new one, people stay up at night now, but all the stores are closed, which yeah. sucks. So you'll never, I mean, I had that problem too in college, especially when I still tried to play Animal Crossing. I was like, well, I'm out of class, but it's one I am. So everybody's yeah. asleep. So
0: I guess I'm not playing this right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm, you know what? I just had an awful thought, because um, they're bringing Animal Crossing to phones, and I'm wondering if they're going to monetize that. Like, you want people to stay up until 5 a.m.? I bet. 99 cents. Yeah, because with the new
1: Animal Crossing, you could set um, town policies, and, and one of them was like, oh, everyone's a night owl now, so they'll be up when you're up, uh, or, you know, now they're morning people, and I bet you'll have to pay 99 cents for that now.
0: Hmm. that's so wonderful future
1: oh god i try not to be bummed out by like microtransactions because it's like being bummed
0: out at air you know like you can't well i feel like often just the outrages that that happen just i don't feel the same like you know there was that big blow up about uh shaders in in destiny 2 yep and I've been playing it. And I I've just been hoarding all these shaders, and I don't care. Like I don't care <laughs> that I could spend ninety nine cents on them because I keep earning them. And I yeah. have and I have colors that I like. I'm not gonna use them until I get armor that I like. But I I don't feel like it takes away from me to to have to pay for extra ones. I literally have like over a dozen colors, and I'm fine. I'm happy with that. You know
1: yeah i' I'm saying I'd feel like uh when people start complaining about shaders, they didn't really explain also how easy it is to earn engrams. It's like really easy <laughs> I earn them all the time. I will get at least two like i' will, if I really settle in and play, I'll get at least two bright engrams from leveling up, but like most of the time when I even play for just an hour, I get at
0: least one i mean so i, I get I'm getting it in shaders as much all the time. like I get it in as much as like this used to be free, and now it's not. I understand mm-hmm. that, but I feel like we complain so much about pay to win and, like, not wanting companies to do that, that if Bungie was going to introduce some form of microtransaction into this game, I'm glad it was about shaders and not, I don't know, Guns. power level or something. And, yeah. like, yeah, there's, like, you can buy mods, and, but it's it's so minuscule, like five... It'll make a difference of, of five, and that's it. That's nothing. Yeah, It's really, really nothing. It's not even enough to change your power, which is, like,
1: that's the reason why you choose, you know, bigger and better guns and mod them out is to change your power. So it's it seems like, I mean, I don't have a problem, really, with microtransactions when it's for cosmetic items, mm-hmm. like, exclusively. If it has to do with gameplay or if it gives people a leg up, then obviously you are just creating an incentive like a weird gambling thing mm-hmm. which feels really gross like with the new nba 2k like all the virtual currency in that game is about is making you play an additional 20 dollars on top of the 60 dollars you paid for the game mm-hmm. so but shaders really didn't bother me
0: but i also didn't play the first destiny so yeah maybe it was, you know that's always how it's been for you yeah that makes yeah. sense
1: True, yeah. I I do feel like nervous about using my shaders sometimes. Mm -hmm. I got a couple of really, really cool ones. But I got my first, I got the legendary helmet. I'm a warlock. Mm -hmm. And I got the legendary helmet that has the big horns on it. Mm -hmm. So I have this beautiful purple iridescent shader. And I am
0: so psyched. I, I, like,
1: put it on, and it looks incredible, and I was just like,
0: this is, I have to, I actually have to do this. The other thing is, I felt like most of the shaders that I got in the first Destiny were fucking ugly. They were ugly. And I feel like Bungie has stepped its game up because now it has to make it worth, like, you're not going to spend however much, 99 cents or whatever the actual price is on an ugly shader. So I feel like almost all the shaders look really good or look better than they used to.
1: Yeah, the legendary ones. All of the ones I've gotten so far have been incredibly pretty. Especially, there's a lot of iridescent ones that I'm getting that are just like nice, look like very classy looking. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Like, I, I feel I didn't pay any attention to the first Destiny, so I like can't speak to this. But it seems like while co- these cosmetic items are always important, uh, these ones are nice. <laughs> you know, like mm-hmm. these ones are nice, and I care about them. And I don't know if I would have cared about them in the last game when they were free.
0: Mhm, yeah, well, it's a good game destiny I like
1: literally all day think about all day when I'm at work is playing more destiny, like that feels really weird. Like I haven't been a, this obsessed with a game that I think is like partially incredibly stupid for a very long time.
0: yeah, but I love been, it. I'm trying to think about it less. like I kind of got into this thing where I wanted to get raid ready. And I'm at like I don't know two thirty or two forty or two fifty I don't know. You're so I'm close. I'm like thirty or forty away, and I know I want to grind that out, but I can't right now because I'm I'm playing a review game, and man, the just I feel like the relentless deluge of good games is just nonstop. Like it's been a really good year for
1: games, mm-hmm. like really good, frustratingly good and that I don't have any time to play all these good games.
0: Yeah, I feel like people are going to look back on this year and just be like, that was one of the greatest of all time or something. Yeah,
1: I feel like it's going to be one of those eras of gaming that people will really recognize, because it's not just good indie stuff. I think there's been years where the indie stuff has been really interesting. Like mm -hmm. 2012 was one of those years where there was just like a bunch of really interesting indie games that people really remember. But AAA this year has really banged out a bunch of very entertaining, really engaging games that have surprised me.
0: Yeah, it kind of makes sense because uh developers have had enough time with the new hardware, like they're not wrapping their heads around like new stuff. They can focus a little bit more on like making a game actually good than yeah. making a game work, period.
1: But I do also think that um all games are coming with a little bit more polish. Obviously, everyone's more familiar with the hardware and making games that perfectly fit the hardware. But there's also, like, a lot of creativity mm-hmm. uh, in games that I wasn't expecting them to have that kind, of, those kind of mechanical twists. Obviously, as soon as I say that, I literally can't think of an example, but <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's
0: true. No, it is. It is. I, feel yeah. like, I almost feel bad because, like, And I wrote this on my piece about Butterfly Soup that, like, so many things are great right now that, like, it's easy to look at something that's, like, genuinely good or, like, decent and just be like, why should I play that? Like, there's all this amazing stuff out there. Why should I waste my time on something that's good when I could be having great or incredible? So it it must be a tough time to be a game developer because, A, there's so much, like, fierce competition right now, and, B, I feel like a lot of games kind of vie to be the only thing that you play. Uh, Destiny is definitely one of those games.
1: Yeah. It's hard, especially because we both are contractually obligated to play a lot of games. (laughs) But it's... um... It definitely... I mean, I feel that pull. They do a very good job at the thing that they are trying to do, which is make sure I don't play any other games. Because mm-hmm. I do, like, when I get home, what I want to do is play Destiny for an hour or two mm-hmm. and, like, just work out some of the work shit and not have to think too hard or chalked with my friends over Discord while we shoot things. And it's... uh It's it works because it's so there's so much routine in there, you know, Mm -hmm. every Tuesday, everything resets and you have to go check out all the different, you know, missions to do and like raids or something, something, you know, grinding and like Mm -hmm. not unfun grinding pub running on a planet from public event to public event is actually incredibly entertaining.
0: Yeah, I really love
1: it. Yeah. Um, I especially love when you find a group of, like, six other people that are just also doing the same thing as you and you just run with, like, without speaking, mm -hmm. run with them to different public events. I I,
0: love that. I love all the, like, unspoken communication that happens in in games like Destiny 2. Yeah. Like, I had someone revive me over and over again and then I just kind of, like, pointed at them afterwards and they pointed at me back and... That was meaningful for some reason. so cute. Oh, my (laughs) God. I love that. But, yeah, it's interesting because I feel like the the better that a developer is at keeping you playing that one game, like it's almost like a paradoxically bad thing for them because, like, the more you play, the more likely it is that you're going to run out of things to do. So then you have the situation that uh, Kirk Hamilton wrote about today where hardcore Destiny fans feel like there's just not enough things to do in destiny 2 and I'm a casual fan I I will absolutely admit that um but I guess the line is kind of blurred because like what does that mean I feel like I've been playing for hour like a couple of hours every day since launch if not a few hours 5 hours or whatever daily and that feels like a lot to me and it still feels like I have so much to do um yeah yeah I feel like
1: it must be it's so different talking to Kirk and Jason about this game right because to them everything that's new to me and exciting to me is incredibly old and boring to them and i i feel like my fear as a player is to get to that point where i'm i mean i'm obviously Kirk and Jason are really invested in Destiny and love it but i'm afraid of being the kind of person that has played so much destiny that what destiny has to offer no longer excites me mm-hmm. and I'm weirdly grateful that I'm being forced by real life to not play it for a couple of days.
0: <laughs> yeah, like, I have to I'm, put my
1: PlayStation in a box <laughs> and yeah. take it to a new apartment. I can't play the game for a couple of days.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm very glad that it feels like I'm going to be playing this game for a long time and not be bored of it. And I think partially I'm like, I'm glad that I don't know the right way to play it, i.e. like the quickest way to like min max it um yeah because i've been playing a shit ton of crucible and i've been having fun with it i don't think it's like the best way to get gear like i've gotten good gear out of it but it's i don't think it's like the go-to way to leveling up or whatever and that's fine you know like when i get bored of crucible then i'm gonna have all this shit to do like i have so many quests that i still have to do i have so many like exotic missions that i need to do for the for those uh weapons i haven't done the raid like i'm going to be playing this for at least a couple more months a few more months and that's fine with me yeah and then eventually there's going to be
1: an expansion and another new raid and like a bunch of new missions and a bunch of free updates and like it's there's going to be more shit and i feel like as long as i'm a little bit behind i'm gonna never be bored with destiny Mm
0: -hmm.
1: (laughs) i am i do feel like I, I should be – I feel like I need to catch it to my friends a little bit, though, because mm-hmm. I've been playing a lot less than my friends have because I've just been very busy. Um, like, I'm, I finally hit level 20 this week, and I finally finished the campaign after not finishing it for a long time. But all my friends are like raid level ready and I, I'm at like, I'm at like 218. I'm like at 220 power. <laughs> like I'm got a ways to go. Mm. And sometimes I look at that and like there's a thing that happens sometimes in a game where I get so intimidated by the rest of the length of the game that I just stop playing. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm also afraid of that thing happening to me with Destiny where I look at the amount of things to do and I'm like, yeah, that's too much shit to do. <laughs> <laughs> I should not do it um so far that hasn't proved true just because it's unexpected the uh, element of having other people there makes it still really exciting mm-hmm. um especially when you have good quiet weird interactions like just you know running up on people who are all here to do the public event and then everybody starts dancing like mm-hmm. i just love yeah, that I shit love that you know shit. yeah
0: yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. i had this moment in crucible where there were only 10 seconds left And this guy was about to kill me, and I put a shield up, and then he couldn't shoot me, and I just started dancing. And then he started (laughs) dancing on the other side, too. That's awesome. And then, like, people came in from both sides and killed us both.
1: (laughs) That's really funny. Oh, I really like that. See, like, it's hard not to get... It's hard not to want to have those experiences, like, you know. It's hard not to want to put yourself in a situation where you have those experiences. And mm-hmm. I destiny is this, like a beautiful, especially now that I'm at the tower as opposed to the farm. It's like this really beautiful gathering space of people that communicate without speaking to each other at all. Like I really
0: love that. Love more to play in games era. where we don't talk. <laughs>
1: I like to find nonverbal communication. Honestly, I think it's more exciting. And it's more interesting than verbal communication. Like mm-hmm. I think voice chat, while it's useful when you're trying to do very coordinated things like raids, in you know public events, everybody knows what the goal is. You shoot all the things and do the thing on the screen that it tells you to do. You don't need to talk to those people.
0: Mm-hmm. You just need some emotes, you know, to thank them. Yeah, I was th- or- so I was thinking about this the other day. How I was like, bemoaning that it felt like I was playing destiny on my own but then i was like wait a minute no i'm not i'm like constantly playing with other people i'm just not talking to them
1: yeah yeah i mean it's you encounter other people in destiny all the time you just think of them as npcs but that's not true and you have weird and and quiet and meaningful interactions with them all the time Mm -hmm. even if it's something as simple as, as you know pointing pointing yeah that story is going to stay with me for a long time.
0: I love that story a lot. (laughs) All right, Kita, do we have a review this week?
1: So there's a good, a really good one that I love, but I don't, it's like very silly why I love it. Mm -hmm. So it's from Allie drinks coffee and it's the, the header is just, it's a good podcast. And the, the text is, I like the podcast. (laughs) And I love this review with all of my heart. That's our best review so far. (laughs) That's our best review so far. Allie Loves Coffee, please email us. We will email you back a picture of a thumbs up. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much. Please send us reviews. You can view us on iTunes. Good reviews, bad reviews. Just be honest, please. It does help with the visibility no matter what. You can give us a thumbs up on Stitcher. I think you can review us on Google Play, but I have absolutely no idea if that will help us out. But if you feel in your heart that you need to tell people how you feel about Fave This, definitely do it. You can also email the show. Um, you can email Patricia at Kotaku.com with the subject line Fave This if you have a question or a comment. um, And you can check out both of our work on kataki.com as well, because that's where we both work and earn money (laughs) for our (laughs) lives. Um, Thank you so much for listening. We will be back next week.
0: Bye.